Hello, everyone. We're glad you found us, and welcome to our podcast at antiqueauctionforum.com. We hope you find this show entertaining and informative. Hi everyone, this is Martin, and sitting on a terrace overlooking the back bay of Portland, beautiful. And I'm here with Rob Elowich. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great, thanks, Martin. Baradoff Galleries. Nice to see you. We've not seen each other for a number of years. That's right. That's right. So uh, this is a, such a lovely setting you have here. How long have you been living uh, here? <laughs> Four months. Oh, we, is that right? We, huh? we downsized recently. We sold our big old Victorian house. Yeah, I remember that place. We bought for nothing 100 years ago. Right. And, and moved downtown. On the hill or whatever? It was. It's on the Western Prom, yeah. Western it's Prom, great. yeah. Uh-huh. It was great, but this is even better. I would never go back now. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous up Thank there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baradoff Galleries, you have one art auction a year, and it's a Correct. humdinger of an auction. Imagine if there was a hurricane that day. What would I do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you make all your... Well, I say oftentimes in auctions that we make all our money in one day, or if it's a two-day auction, we make all our money in that day, and it's something true. critical happens, like live auctioneers goes down or something happens. Really? Uh, it really messes with you. About it, you know? Yeah. Do my you ever have those dreams? Because I used to I have do. those dreams. I, I like something's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. You know, we've had a few close calls, but been very lucky for 30 years or so, I guess. Has that, how long have you been doing? No, now, you, I took the number out of the year, but it must be about that. Sure, 1970s? Yeah. You know, I remember when we first met, I brought a painting for you to look at many, many years ago. And I think it was, well, I think it was the early 80s. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think you had a office or something downtown or yeah, you were we near had, the we art museum right? near the art yeah, museum yeah downtown we had a full operating gallery all year all year round and uh, did you have auctions back then or was it just the gallery we didn't right away in the, by the 80s I'm trying to remember when we had the first auction uh, we started the galleries you know what I don't remember admit, um, the auctions didn't start right away when we started the gallery uh-huh. it was just an idea um, yeah. that came along and it's you know I'm not going to sit here all day and wait for people to come in. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not enough. So yeah. we went the auction route, and I told my wife, we're going, to, we're going to cut a hole in the ceiling and drop the paintings through the hole behind a curtain, bring it up front and back up through the hole for storage, and people will go up the front stairs to pick them up and pay for them. She said, are you crazy? <laughs> did you actually do something like that? We, we did exactly that, and we put her nephew, this very tall guy, on her ladder behind the, <laughs> behind the curtain, and he would take... You know, a twenty-five thousand dollars painting down the ladder, hand it to the next person who would bring it out front. Wow! It was—you <laughs> couldn't see it from out front. It was very funny. Real behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, there. really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, how did you? How did your very first auction? How did you actually get that together? Did you call collectors or? I, you know what? I, honestly, I've thought about that before, and I don't really remember how we. How did we dare? I mean, how did people know we were going to do it? Yeah. It wasn't very good. The first one wasn't. No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I thought it was okay, and, and even the second one was was a little better. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember how I did it. I, I guess we must have advertised a little bit in the main Antique Digest and in the in you the top newspapers. But I think that's yeah. about all we did. Yeah. Maybe we had a mailing list. I I, how did we have a mailing <laughs> list? I have no idea. Maybe people that come into the gallery, or whatever. Well, people signed up, of course. Yeah. Um, but it was full that first one. Um, yeah. I think people were curious more than anything. Um, and I think we let go of a few extraordinary bargains in those days. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe uh, reconsigned to you eventually. You know. Some have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, how did you yourself get your start in art? Well, we always had an interest. I mean, I, I was a theater person, actually, in college and, and a theater major. But there's such a correlation between what was happening historically, you know, from the Greeks up through the Renaissance and beyond, uh, that crossed over between the two, between final, so that I had a real understanding, or I'd like to think I had a real understanding mm-hmm. of art through my experience with the theater. But the, the practical side came from doing and we decided yeah. to do after a number of years. Annette and I were very involved. Have you ever heard of the Skowhegan School of Painting and Sculpture? It's one of mm-hmm. the most important, uh, it's a summer school, but it's one of the most important art schools maybe in the world. Where is it? It's in Skowhegan, Maine. Oh, absolutely, yes. I know uh, a lot of people haven't heard uh, of it. Hardy uh, had something to do with it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. Yeah. Um, it, it, but we had not heard of it at the time. We were contacted to mm-hmm. do something, raise money or something. We got involved with it came very close to the founder and director, Bill Cummings, who really taught us almost everything we know over the next several years. He'd go in thinking with us, and we'd pick something up, my wife and I, and, and, and Martin, he'd, he'd shake his head, no, or <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we really learned a lot from him, an incredible amount. And he um, he just had this wonderful love affair, the three of us, and, and his family and his children. And it, one day I said to him, you know, you know how much I really dislike, I love my dad, but how much I hate this business, and I, every day I have to go into this office that I don't want to go to, I'm leaving, and mm. we're going to open up a gallery. She said, she said uh-huh. are you crazy? And my mother said, are you crazy? <laughs> um, and my father even said, are you crazy? But he said he would support us. My dad was incredible. Yeah. And he did. Uh, he And actually his brothers, they were happy to get rid of me, so they were very helpful <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we had no reason whatsoever at that point to be successful, but it, but it really was almost immediately. Right um, now, I remember you you're, you were like the guy to go to to show some something to. Yeah. That you have a, like an incredible eye and in, well, I in think your knowledge. That, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. That if I do have that, it really wasn't there at the beginning. I like to think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, how can I respond to that? Um, I. I feel very comfortable looking at paintings now, and it, well, I'll tell you something very interesting. Actually, Annette has the eye. My wife is the one with the real eye. Really, yeah. I have the knowledge just from experience and from education, but she has the really the natural eye. She does know just automatically. It seems whether it's something like instantaneous. Usually, instantaneous. Yes. I think much superior to my own ability. I won't knock myself too much, but she's she's just great, mm-hmm. and I depend on her for that. Um, it really is more doing than it was learning, though I always was open to learning and did as much studying as I possibly could and took um, classes whenever I could. Now I think, you know, in Maine, very few things go out of Maine anymore, uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Because there are other auction houses that do art now and, and several good dealers, so it's not like we're alone by any means. Right. And we do have real competition and good competition and good people. Yeah, yeah. Um, when... We can talk later about your upcoming auction this August, but let's talk about some of the things you've had in the past, because I knew you had a Winslow Homer once, right? Or was it more than yes, once? Yes, we did. No, no, I'm sure it was more than once. I remember yeah. one in particular um, that we had, and it was, it was lovely. That and Edward Harper. Really? Right, are the yeah. two things that we had. Certainly right there. And a Fitzhugh, well, the Fitzhugh Lane, though, was not auctioned. That was before we were auctioneers. But those are the three paintings that always come to mind. Yeah. Immediately, you know, when I think about what we, some of the things we've handled and some of the things I wish we'd never sold, naturally, don't we all have that? Yeah. And if we kept the five best things, we wouldn't have 
no financial concerns whatsoever. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When do you start taking consignments for your auction? Do you start right away? We've like, already, we really kind of started for next year already. I mean, is that it, right? yeah. we do additions, but a lot of things are just, I don't want to do as additions, and, and it would be good to have for next year. So I start, we've got two or three things for next year that are very good. Um, so do you get like a leader and then well, that, build on in that? In the past, that was often the case. Mm-hmm. We somehow seem to get a leader very early, uh-huh. and, and it would be the cover picture, and we'd use it to promote. This year, and, and, and we got stuff early. And other auctioneers would say, that's usually not the pattern. They always say, we don't get stuff for the end, and it's very nerve-wracking. This year, for the first time, very little came until near the end. And I was like, what? Are oh, we that's to do? nerve-wracking. It was very nerve-wracking. But yeah. I, you know, I kept saying to myself, well, this is the way the pattern has been usually for most people. We've just been very lucky. And mm-hmm. maybe it'll and some just extraordinary things started coming in shortly thereafter. And it was, um, it, I, I think this may be our best set. I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And we don't want to talk about this sale yet, so we'll hold on. That's all right. Uh, What has, uh, in the last few years, it's been pretty tricky for a lot of yeah. That's also true, of course. Very tricky. And And do you do you see that? uh, I mean, is the sell through rate is a little tougher than it used to be? And um, do you see? But certain things are really holding, where other things aren't. Well, because it's hard for us to judge because we only do this once a year. That's right. Yeah. And it's been a year since the last one, which was successful. But not great. Yeah, you know it was okay. We, we it was profitable, but but not, just not a great sale. It was and there was good stuff, so it was not. I don't think it was the stuff. It may have been that we were a little bit high, a little bit strong on the estimates because we mm-hmm. were. Who knew? Yes. You know, this year we, we we've really been very hard on on keeping worked hard to keep the estimates very very conservative. I think possible. that's a key element Definitely. today. They'll pay the money as long as they feel strong that they're away. deciding. Yeah. If they don't get scared away, yeah. they gotta, you got to get them there. That's exactly right. Yeah, you get them involved in the well, bidding. you know that as well as anybody. Yeah, sure. you get them involved in the bidding, and then they'll pay the price. Exactly. They've come but they won't it. even start if the estimates Exactly. Are yeah. Exactly. And they uh, have to feel they might have a chance at a bargain and that they are make they are part of determining what the value is. Yeah. Rather than that you have set a reserve or an estimate that's... that's yeah. What it you know, might have sold for a year or two ago. There was a talk about estimates and what things sell for. Did you hear about the Chinese piece that recently went for sixteen million? That was estimated at fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred. Yeah, well, that happens. That, yeah, we've all had that happen. Yeah, I mean, you. That's probably an, extre- an extreme. That's an extreme. Say. Yeah, I've, yeah. That, I mean, something. I mean, I would, I would like to make that kind of mistake. <laughs> yes, I. I done it a couple of times, but not at that level. The yeah. most extreme one for us was the Russian painting that every Russian dealer called to say was a fake, and I just stuck with it. I really felt comfortable with it. It was to be an estimated twenty to 30000 and then all the same guys who said it was fake and were on the phone. Is that right? And it went for over $300,000. Wow. So, wow. You know, I, the ones that I were mean, calling it fake were on the phone. Unbelievable. <laughs> You know, it was it was, yeah. it was the nature of the the way they did business. Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, I have a Russian girlfriend, so I know, oh, <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> I won't get into that. No, that's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about um, this year's 2011 okay. sale. What's uh, what's hot in this auction? You say it's a good auction. It's a very good auction. Yeah. One of the, the the things I'm most excited about is a flamenco, Maurice de flamenco. Mm-hmm. Um, I met this absolutely wonderful woman in in Florida who had gone down to see a collection that she had of things that were really were not things that we were known for, 
but she had heard some nice things about us. We had a very nice conversation. She ultimately decided to wait a year or two. We're going to probably do them in another year. But she, one day she called after we had, we had gotten along great, and I was delighted to have met her. And she was probably in her 80s. And that's my dog. You'll forgive me. Buzz, that's go okay. on. <laughs> okay. Hi, Buzz. That's okay. Um, I think it'll be fine. Uh, as long as the huffing and puffing. As long as we know the heavy breathing is the dog. And right. At, at any rate, one day <laughs> she called me just like a month before the closing of the auction, maybe, maybe a month and a half, to say, did you read the paper yesterday? And I said, I, I think so. Well, you know, she said, did you read what happened? I think it was in Sotheby's. And I said, I, maybe, I probably did what? But we said, well, it had this one mink. And it brought, I think, 16 million. That's what you said. Wow. Something at least 16 it was, it was amazing. She, I said, yeah, oh, I did see that. That was great. Uh, she said, well, I have one. And you <laughs> you know? did, never came up in conversation? It never came up in conversation. Wow. I had never seen it, and I'd seen her whole house. It was in a in a box. She came from a very art or her, her, I think her stepfather was the founder publisher of Art Magazine, which was the big thing back then. I mean, she really knew what she was looking at and didn't think. But she didn't love the Blumink, and it never was out. She found it. I don't know why, because she didn't. So I didn't see it wasn't hanging. And I said, fine, this one is nothing like the one that brought the huge money. It's a still life, and it's a good size, and it's a great period. It's an early one, 1913 or 14. If it had been 1907 or 8, it would be worth even more. But it's not 20s or 30s, which would be worth a great deal less. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great, great painting, and we're very excited to have it. We had already promised the cover to somebody else, but she, we, her picture will be on the back, is on the back cover. Back cover is pretty important. It's pretty yeah. important, and it's yeah. you know, um, led to the edges, and it looks fabulous. I've only seen a proof; we haven't seen the catalog yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, you know, we've got it at one hundred twenty-five to one hundred seventy-five thousand. She says, and I don't know whether this may relate to her age, although she's very sharp. That she was once uh, she's been offered several times more than that, and I would say, to her, well, then why don't you just sell it? She said, yeah. because I because I, it'll go for what it should at auction, whatever that may be. Well, I think that's actually a pretty smart comeback. I, I think it is too. She was yeah. she was she's a smart woman. I think especially today, I think the things are realizing, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of prices that are pretty strong for the really good things. For the really good things, yep, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see this year. I think the market is generally a little bit better and people are a little bit more. I'm glad to see that the economic news took another little swing this last week upward again. Yeah. After a few weeks where everybody said we're going to another dip. Now it doesn't look that way again. Who knows? I hope the day before the stock market goes up before our auction, you know, <laughs> and that the reports continue to be good. Whatever. Well, I'll way. do a follow-up with this with a little clip, and you'll probably have a press release. Yeah, sure. And we'll see what things brought. And if okay. that, that is, if it does really well, if not, I'll just oh, if not, edit you, this out. You'll never hear from me. You'll, have to, <laughs> you'll hear about it, of course. Yes. The other thing that's kind of exciting uh, is an Edward Potass. Oh, yes. very yeah. famous for his beach scene. Right. Uh-huh. And this was done late in his life, I think the last year. In a gunquit. It's not a beach scene. It's got a couple of figures up on some high rocks um, overlooking the sea, the gunquit. It is gorgeous. And I, I, I was surprised that I thought his high prices and really had more to do with the subject matter than his um, the quality of his impression, of his brush strokes. This is an amazing painting, and I think it'll do I love phenomenal. his clouds, too. He oh, and really they're nice beautiful clouds. clouds. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that from a different source, actually from the family itself, we got a couple of beautiful little beach scenes that are um, uh, just sketches, but they're exquisite. And it's funny, if you look at them online, you see little little ones from a certain distance. They look like, they almost look like finished beach scene paintings. They're not. But they'll do very well because they're quite exquisite and very rare. 
Mm-hmm. So Potash is very well represented in the sale. Those yeah. are the two things that come. We've got some wonderful European stuff, some wonderful Americans, some gorgeous AT Bridger. Um, you know, almost everybody who collects certainly knows. Yeah. Um, but I'm also excited about a real Charles Daubigny, as you know probably as much as anyone. There are many Daubignys on the market that aren't. And this mm-hmm. is very much a real one and quite gorgeous. Um, a beautiful Grouse Sala, a modernist picture. We've got a lot of, oh, we've got a lot of abstract. Expressionist stuff, American stuff from the, you know from the fifties, sixties. That which, stuff's pretty hot right well, now. Well, that's very hot. Yeah. So I think we might do well. We've got an Elaine de Kooning, very nice mm-hmm. one. We've got a, 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 an estate of um, of uh, I can't think of her name here in Maine. Uh, uh, collectors, very prominent people in in um, upstate near Camden, who collected are new and we're good friends with Robert Natkin. I don't know if that name would would, Not would be on the top of, the, of anybody's list. Mm-hmm. In terms of knowing it, but he was represented by Andre Emmerich in New York, and was certainly one part of the movement uh, of abstract expressionism. Um, the, these are extraordinary things, and, and should do very well. We've got a Gord, Michael Lowe, who spent a lot of time on um, on Hegan, and he's we have lovely oil and two watercolors by him in this sale, and he's been moving up very much, you know, both mm-hmm. in prices elsewhere and and through us. The other thing that comes to mind immediately is a Stephen Ed here. You know, before the big show at the Port Museum that was a retrospective after he died, people loved him, but his prices were very weak. Um, but after that show, we had a few, and they started to move up, and then all of a sudden one went for $70,000, I think. And it was worth it. It was exquisite. Um, I think we have the best one and the largest one by far that we've ever seen this summer. It's mm. a scene out in, in Back Bay of people clamming with some of the houses uh, around where the artist lived. And because, partly because of the economy and because the last couple of years, his prices have been a little bit less strong. It's only estimated at twelve to 18000 It may only bring that, but it could bring a lot more as well. Yeah. We've tried to be very careful with estimates in this particular climate. Things bring what they should, but only yeah. if you let the audience decide and yeah. you offer them some quality as well. Yeah. Uh, if they know they're deciding, they are willing to bid, but if, you, if they see a an aggressive estimate, which indicates an aggressive reserve, they're apt to sit on their hands much yeah. more so. So I, hopefully our, our estimates this year are, are more, um, are better for, for the audience than they were last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have people that, are people really, because they're a little gun-shy, trying to put reserves on a lot of your pieces? Everything has a reserve. We do that automatically. I don't yeah. believe any. I believe everything has to have a fair conservative estimate with a fair conservative reserve. So it's not like giving away. It's just, and for right. the consigner, no, for the potential, right something away. for the yeah. potential consigner uh, who may be listening to this, it's uh, it's a very important. It's key. a very important thing. It's hard for the new person to understand. Yeah. Uh, you know why you would estimate even lower than what he'd been appraised for for insurance a year right. before or something. Yeah. Um, and the reason is that, that, first of all, one thing doesn't tell you anything about the marketplace. Yeah. And, and, and because the audience in an auction it has to believe that it's an auction and not that you've set a price and if you don't get it, you won't sell it. Yeah. So I'm sure you get know that as well as anybody. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the trends are today? Like, what's, what's hot and what's not as far as art goes? Actually, that's very clear. Um, and I was in New York last week, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, actually, a couple of months ago. Um, 
the the trend is towards modern and contemporary, especially yeah. contemporary. That's what I'm. That's what I. Everybody I'm hears saying. that. Everybody says, and, and there's no question about it. I was in New York, and the whole 19th century American thing was kind of deadly. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it has not been true at auction. Not as certainly not as true. I know that some of the other art auction houses have had just extraordinary sales. New York did not. Mm. Um, New York's American painting sales were mixed. I don't think they were particularly thrilled with them. They're kind um, of the compass for what usually happens. They had been. Yeah. I don't think they are anymore. I now no. think that the regional places are the real compass. Uh, not just because they've done well, but but I think that, that um, well, it's very interesting. Um, I'm going to make a comparison that's going to bring up a subject that you had not planned to talk about until a little bit later. <laughs> okay. um, but I, as you know, I'm very involved in the professional wrestling world. Yes. Which is kind of the thing not to admit when you're also an art dealer. Um, however, <laughs> I have no choice anymore because the world does seem to know about it. Yeah, the um, internet. The I didn't. Internet. I didn't know until the internet came along. Someone had told me about yeah, you being yeah, a wrestler. Exactly. I said, no, oh, wrong, wrong, Rob Elwood. Right. Do you, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, you now know there's a movie? Oh, the serial movie. Yes, there is. It's, been, right. it's been made. It's actually pretty good. It's been doing this the circuit of film festivals very successfully. It was on main public television a few weeks ago. And it's getting a rave review, I'm told, in Pro Wrestling Illustrated this week. It comes on the stands. At any rate, my point for bringing it up first, which I usually won't do, is that there's something about professional wrestling that compares with the art market. Huh. When the when the very big time, which is, as most people know, the WWE, uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, when they're doing extraordinarily well, the independents have a little bit of trouble. They're going through a weaker time. They don't have to worry about the next dollar, but they're a much weaker organization, and the independents are really beginning to do very, very well. Um, and people go to them. They're cheaper. They're fun. They're smaller audiences. Um, and the comparison just is maybe the difference between New York and the regional houses. Ah. Okay. I see. Yeah. That, you get my point. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I won't say anymore. That with the platform of the internet today yeah. and the live auctions. Oh, of course. Yeah. It takes a regional auction house, and now it's a global auction house. Exactly. All and of us. Every one yes. of us, to some extent. Yeah. Someone that wants to go through all the trouble, which it is a lot of work, oh, to put an auction online. That's People don't realize it. That's true. Do you do it yourself, or do you use, like, Artifact or something? Uh, live auctioneers. Uh, when I've worked yeah. with people, mostly live auctioneers. Yeah. yeah. We use Artifact. Um, Use Artifact is good. Yeah. yeah they, they, and one of the things we're doing this year, which we hadn't done in the past, I mean, everything is on the internet now. Yeah. And they have a, a you know, if, if you, for some money, you can get, they'll, they'll do a special thing on you that reaches 85,000 email customers. Now, that involves people who don't just buy art, it involves yeah. antiques as well. But we can't get to that many people. I mean, our email list is, you know, several thousand strong, but that's not 85,000 strong. Yeah. Uh, and we use email now ourselves. We send out the last several weeks. Uh, we send out an email or almost every week, four or five, six days. Some people hate it and tell us to please take their name, and we do immediately. Once, well, I'm sure you may have had this experience. Other people writing, screaming, "I have asked you 25." I write back one last time. I'm so sorry. We really do pay attention and try and take yeah. out names. One, I mean, you're talking about thousands of names once in a while. We do screw up, but I promise you, this time I've got you off the list. Yeah. Yeah, and because you also wonder why doesn't he want to get the ticks ahead? Every day when I get my email, it takes me exactly two seconds to erase the twenty-five ones that I don't want to yeah. read. You yeah. know, but uh, everybody feels differently about that, of course. Yeah. I suppose if I were just the receiving end, 
I might not like it so much, but whatever. <laughs> Who knows? I get enough receiving and it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I always wonder why when um, it's, I sort of take it personal, but when someone says, remove me from the mailing list and they don't tell you why. And they don't tell you why. Yeah. I always wonder, oops. If you can look them up, if it's a gallery, which I can, yeah. you find out that they're interested in things that you have never going to have and they know you're never going to have. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Zulu masks from, you know. Yeah. Um, are they just you know, are they do strictly contemporary and, and you've sent them an email that has 19th century European stuff in them and so they, they say, I don't want to get this mm-hmm. you do it, you're right you take it personally every single yeah. one you say, yeah, why? Do. Yeah. You know, they don't tell you why they say remove I've asked them to talk I'm sure you do too if you don't want to get any more say remove and I'll yeah. remove it yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you saw a lot of really good main artists yeah. You know, I mean, you've had some real special ones in there. There's a woman artist that's really great, sort of along the lines of Milton Avery or someone like that, but I just can't remember who it is. Uh, do you have, do you happen to have a lot of main buyers for your, at your auction? That's a very good question, and a lot of people do ask that. You know, I've never really done a significant study because I, there's been no real need. We have certainly the summertime audience of people who come here are very wealthy. We certainly have a large percentage of them. Not necessarily full-time year-round residents, but we have a lot of very wealthy summer residents, um, year-round people, less so. We do have a group of people from Portland who buy the main artists, uh, you know, the contemporary main artists who don't bring big money, but who are important to us and who we have represented as a gallery in the past. <clears throat> so we do have questions for those, um, but overall, I think it's surprising that we don't probably have more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have. A, a lot, but they have to compete with some big time people all over the world. Sure. A lot of money, and I think some do get discouraged. But there are some that, you know, will buy the better main art for more money than, say, an outsider would, let's say, for a Blackie Langley, who is phenomenal and was uh, in New York doing the Abstract Expressions movement and did some fantastic things like that. They became a sort of People think of him as a primitive uh, wood sculptor. He puts things together, and he's phenomenal. But his popularity right now is still mostly in Maine, but people have begun to pay pretty good prices for them. Mm-hmm. And he's known outside of Maine, but his moment certainly has not come on the national level. Uh, not as much yet, let's say, as Stephen Edney, who was a favorite yeah. of Andrew Wyeth, which helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Do you, did you ever get Jamie or Andrew any uh, sketches and things like that? Oh, yeah. We've had... They're, they're good friends. They've been very, very, very supportive of our auctions, and we, they've often worked with us to uh, determine authenticity. We've been very lucky yeah. that we've had no fakes by Andrew at all yet. And they're they're too hard to do. <laughs> well, maybe they're too hard to do. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. 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 Um, I was in a house in Massachusetts the other day, and there was a seagull painting I saw from a distance, and I said... May I go look at that? Yeah. Because it just struck me as such a... Yeah. And it was Jamie, you know. Was uh, it a painting or was yeah, it... Yeah, it was a painting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamie doesn't bring small money anymore. He yeah. He's yeah. terrific, Jamie. So. Oh. But <clears throat> the, uh, the seagull had like a starfish in its mouth, and the starfish looked a real, yeah. looked alive. Yeah, well, he's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, paints on Monhegan Island a yeah. lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I saw his little place up there. It's pretty nice. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, no, they've been very good friends. They have no complaints about the wise at all. Yeah. What a family, huh? NC. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, when you think yeah. NC and, and 
Yeah, you've had a few of his works I've seen. We've done very well with him, yes. Yeah, yeah. illustrations. I think now for the last several years when his prices really went through the roof and, and sometimes into the millions, but we were in the there with two or three hundred thousand dollar pictures a number of years ago. Sure. Sure. That were very exciting. They came from collections around here, so there are certainly big yeah. collectors around here. I yeah, I know where uh, there's a nice illustration in, uh, in, in just in Portsmouth. Oh, in tell me about where it is. Exactly. I will. We'll talk exactly. about it after <laughs> off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's from a Kenneth Roberts uh, book, oh. particular illustration. Yeah, well, that's that certainly helps. Yeah, yeah. So, where would someone find you online? Baradoff.com. Baradoff.com. That's B A. Go ahead, spell it. Uh, B is in boy. I'll, I'll misspell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> B is in boy. A R R. That's rolling the R so they know it's an R. <laughs> I D is in David. O Frank Frank F F. Yeah. I have always I saw spell it. B A double R I D O double F is in Frank Frank. And, and generally speaking, when is your uh, closing date for first for consignment? About the tenth of June. About the 10th of yeah, June. we do take, because we only do one auction a year, we do take additions. Um, for a while, they were getting out of hand uh, too many things, and we were, our auctions were too long, and I thought it got a little dull, especially towards the end. So this year, we were a bit more selective right along, and we have exactly the right size in, in auction. How many items in here? 250 of uh, yeah, the proper sweet, sales, uh, rather sale. than three-something, which can just go on and on and on, especially at night. And we've got maybe five additional additions at this point, and I'll, I'll take up to a total of 25, or so 275 would be the highest. Even that's a little bit too strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a very interesting It's a very interesting deal. And when you say interesting or unusual, that tends to mean not very good. <laughs> so it's interesting. Right? In this case, all three things are unusual and, and, and unique and very good. One extraordinary thing, we've had a consigner... <clears throat> to us, who is the director of the Museums of San Francisco, who now lives in Maine and retired. And he has some very extraordinary things, one of which is in this sale. We sold a wonderful Marguerite Zarek for him for a lot of money not, not too long ago. What we, we have this year a screen, a folding screen, an Art Deco painted screen. Mm-hmm. On leather, was, or what is it on? Is it canvas? Well, it's, it's wood. It's, I think... I'm not sure. I, I have it in the catalog, but I'm not sure what it's on directly. Yeah. I don't know if it's painted directly on wood or whether the canvas is on the wood. It's a wood frame screen. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's very art deco looking. And it's, but what's interesting is that it's by the stage designer who did, I can't, I'm trying to think of his name and I can't, uh, for, for uh, the Scandals, George White Scandals. Is that the right name? It says in Sombra. Does that ring any bells for you? Mm-hmm. Very big entertainments during the 20s and 30s, and he was the major. Uh, set designer for them. He, he did the screen because because the consigner's mother met him on a trip and told him that she needed the screen and he and she ended up commissioning him to do it. Mm. Um, and it's I mean that's not a usual thing to come up in our auction. Yeah. But it's unique, interesting, and Sounds fun. fabulous, and it is fun. Yeah. So you know there are a number of things that we we were sent. This is very funny. We were sent a Walt Kuhn recently. Wonderful, and I'd never seen before. We handled the estate for number years, so it's amazing that I never had seen yeah. it from California. And I can use names because we we're able to use names in the. This is how we, you and I got together, though, talking about a wall tune from oh, California. That, oh, uh, Remember? Yes, I do now. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah. It's totally unrelated. Yeah. You sure now? I am You're sure. not going behind my back or anything. No, 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 no. Listen, no. <laughs> she came to us. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Actually, she came to us through, through another dealer 
but the dealer was in Florida. At any rate, she her name was Helen MacArthur, and it turns after we got it, and um, uh, it's a nude, and it's very tough in the best sense, while being very frontal and right at you, and then depending on your taste, kind of sexy, very sexy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like the painting a lot, very strong. I, it never dawned to me as we were talking the name MacArthur. It turns out that her husband was the MacArthur who played the on the original Hawaii Five O, the original young sidekick, and and her husband's mother might have been Helen Hayes. I mean, I. Helen Hayes' direct relative, but I can't remember. I, I've got it written down. I can't remember. Any, at any rate, I, I, it just dawned on me as I was working on that lot one day, and I wrote to her and said, Oh my God, you're da 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 da. <laughs> and she wrote, Well, yeah, well, it was so funny. She wrote back, Good, good something Watson or something, you know, like, you know, from. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Ethical, Sherlock, you know, yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. It was just, it's fun. And it, it was her husband. I think her father, her husband's father, directed two or three of the big, big, big Academy Award winning movies back in the 30s and 40s. Uh -huh. uh, famous movies that you'd recognize. While, I'm, while we're on the subject of Walt Kuhn, yes. I want to remind you of something that happened many years ago. Please. I, uh, I was in a house and they had a painting of a clown and I looked at it and I said, wow, this is, this is a great painting. Now the guy worked for my father as a clerk and uh, back in the um, 80s. So I looked at the painting, I said, wow, this is really great. It was unsigned, uh, really great painting. And um, they said to me, if you want to buy it for $300, you can buy it. And I said, well, let me, do some, let me do some research for you. I'm not going to buy it. Let me do some research for you. Friend of the family, all that stuff. So I kept saying, it's a Walt Kuhn. So I brought it up, had Terry Phillips take a quick look at it. Right. He was a little unsure. I called you on the phone and said I'm on my way up with what I think is a wall Kuhn. there was a traffic accident and the highway was closed and I had a I had a cell phone back then which was kind of unusual yeah and I yes. called you again and I said I'm sorry you know I've been sitting on 95 for two hours now <laughs> yeah and I turned around and went back and ended up I sold that for 30 some odd thousand you oh, later handled it that baby as a self Portrait. Oh, oh, the self-portrait of him as a clown looking into a mirror. Oh, that's very. And you got around fifty for fifty-ish. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, but oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, but if, at, we sold it at auction, didn't we? You did. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, that was an interesting yeah. painting. But since that point, I've uh, had quite an involvement in Walt Kuhn for some reason. I, I don't think that fun. I knew it was you that was the source of that painting. Yeah. Did I know? I, I don't know. I don't um, think I did. I think yeah. I know who it came to me well, from. Well, the, the, the story is, now, the person bought it at my father's auction for $6 with a whole bunch of pots and pans right. at the end of the sale. Right. I knew that story. I did yeah. that. I knew <laughs> so that's how that originated. My father was a little upset about that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, unsigned, it's, uh, but, you know, yeah, I had all the earmarks of uh, yeah, I still, everything I, about I feel it. very, there were people who, who doubted it. Um, I felt very strongly that it was, and, and still feel. I, it was a masterful work, and it, oh, it was, uh, looked yeah. just like him. Oh, it, yeah. It, 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 it was, I mean, of course, it could have been painted by somebody else of him. Somebody suggested it might be a, uh, Robert Laurent or something. Oh yes. Now, say, well, okay. now he passed away a few years ago. He was uh, Walkun's only uh, 
really a, a what do you want to call it, apprentice or whatever? Oh, you're talking about John, the yeah. son, Ro- John. Ro- Robert's son. John. Oh, Robert, oh, yeah, Robert, Robert the sculptor. The sculptor. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Robert. I think he, I think John died just recently. He died just recently. Yeah, yeah. he was doing it's abstracts at the end, but yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of his early work looks just like Kuhn. Yeah, well, a lot of yeah. it certainly relates to Kuhn, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know we just touched on your, your wrestling yeah, we did touch earlier, on and um, I remember, I'm trying to remember where I was years ago, and someone called me up and said, did you know that Rob Elowich was a wrestler? <laughs> and I said, no, 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 wrong guy. And then um, when I was in California, someone sent me, about 10 years ago or whatever it was, yeah. someone sent me a link with Do your, it. and I go, oh, my God, that's it's really him. <laughs> So, so how, how did you get involved? Well, first of all, we kept it secret for years and years. Yeah, years. you we did, didn't you? That it would not be the best thing. And then I both, I mean, my family didn't even know. My parents had no idea. Your I, parents had no idea? My parents had, not, not for many years. Later no. on. So you're a closet was, wrestler. I, exactly. <laughs> I've, been clo- I've been called other things <laughs> as well. You know, not dealer who wrestles. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, in tights yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was looking online today. I saw a picture of you going all the way back to 1975. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we thought it would just destroy our business, our credibility, because it's a, because it's a business built on falsehoods. The other business, and, yeah. And then you know, it's an entertainment. We just didn't think it was a good connection. But you had your theater, your theater. Uh, it was, well, education. that's what I did with my theater education. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. But what was really interesting just when it finally came out, the first story was in Sports Illustrated about this art dealer. That's pretty heavy duty. Yeah. And then it was on. I think that's Nash- when someone. When was that in Sports Illustrated? Oh, 1985. Oh, no, no, I didn't. And then, well, and then it, was, it went it from Sports time. Illustrated because of Sports Illustrated to National Public Television to. And, uh, it was, you know, whatever the national is called, and it was a ten-minute story on McNeil Lira, and it went from there. And every, every, it was every. Did you sit down and have to talk with your parents before that aired? No, <laughs> no. I think I, maybe by that point they did know, but they never quite put together what it meant by professional wrestling. They knew me as an amateur wrestler in college, mm-hmm. and I don't think they quite pictured the, the. Milieu that I was actually in. Now you're in Vegas too, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I wrestled there. This is interesting, very interesting. I wrestled there a kid named Luke Robinson, uh, who is from Maine. I'd been asked to wrestle at the Cauliflower Alley Club convention, which is the big international convention of professional wrestlers, and fans were part of it. Luke and I had the best match of my life in Las Vegas, thanks largely to him. He's an incredibly talented guy. But he also is the guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of the reality program, Tough Enough. Mm-mm. Well, the WWE puts it on, they revived it actually this year, and it's a series, a reality series in which they have, uh, this year I think they had 12 or 14 guys from all over the country, and actually two women, um, who, who at the end of, one of them gets a million dollar contract. There was no question from day one that Luke was by far the best of all. By far, he, he was great on the microphone. He's great looking. He's built like they like to have him for the WWE. Um, and he was one of the two finalists in, in, in the big show at the in Richmond. His family and I went down because we were very close friends. And he did not win. And it was shocking to everybody. And the guy who won was... His, was very good, but he was just a nice, big kind of guy, but not somebody the WWE is going to make a lot of money with. Luke, they could have, and they will. That's the thing. He will eventually get signed by them anyway, because he's one of the really great natural talents. So, you know, the, 
the fact that I wrestled in Las Vegas, I'll always think of, of um, you know, I wrestled this guy who eventually became or will become the uh, WWE World Champion and won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's we did wrestle in Vegas. We, I wrestled in Italy, um, in Canada, and Maine, and Pennsylvania is actually. Now, I'm, how much of the year are you doing that? Is all it, year, but, you know, maybe one to three times a month, so it doesn't take away much yeah. of anything. And, you know, we don't get really busy until January February. Yeah, so, so it's the, perfect you know, with your auction in the summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm free. You know, we go to Italy in October, and I, I wrestle there whenever I'm there. And it doesn't take away from I mean, we, we do business. How it's lucky are you phone. to go to Italy to do that? That's I mean, wonderful. Really, uh, yeah. Oh, exactly. We have a house there. And it, do you really? Wow. We bought one a number of years ago, and it's... Um, and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and we, we take the money from the auction we run <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's why we always go in October we can't go any other time yeah you know with yeah. all the money's in and then we've paid all our bills we take yeah. what's left and off we go to Italy <laughs> yeah nice nice yeah. so if someone wanted to find you online and you're wrestling do you have a wrestling website there are two wrestling websites one is <clears throat> robbieellis.com that's my name yeah. R-O-B-B-I-E E L L I S dot com huh. or canvasmanmovie dot com. That's the movie homepage, not my homepage. Done by the director producer. And the name of the movie is Canvas Man, uh, which right. is perfect because it's art, obviously on canvas. You paint and canvas yeah. you, you wrestle on. They had come up with a dozen titles, which I said, no, 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 I hate it, I hate it. I didn't know um, there was so many parallels. <laughs> oh yeah, really, exactly. And one day they came to me and said, Robbie, this is. The name of the movie, man. You can hate it all you want. This is it. And yeah. it was Canvas. I said, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, so in your art, website is com, And this has been wonderful. Thanks so much. You're a fun guy. <laughs> Thanks. This is Martin Willis with Rob Elowich or Robbie Ellis. Yeah. And we're signing off. We always appreciate our listeners, so feel free to email us with any ideas, questions, or suggestions to info at antiqueauctionforum.com. As always, we thank you for listening.